And welcome to The WAN Show, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a fantastic show for you lined up today. NVIDIA apologized to some people uh, for the, the whole sort of. shenanigans that went on last week. We'll talk about that a little bit. In other news, Devotion has been pulled from good old games in yet more positive PR for CD Projekt Red. Remember when CD Projekt Red was like the, the darlings? And of, now they're like everyone. Yeah. And just over the course of like a three week period, just. <laughs> yeah. A little, <clears throat> little, uh, a little uncomfortable, a little uncomfortable. What else we got this week? Google is getting sued in antitrust um, in, a, in a case that should probably go along with a, a, a finally. Um, and then also uh, there was a massive hack of the CDC, Time Warner Cable, U.S. Air Force, U.S. Department of Defense, U.S. Postal Service, U.S. Uh, Secret Service, Visa USA. Um, all of those are maybe a little sketchy because SolarWinds Orion software was hacked. Oopsie daisies. Hooray. Intro time. Lost Wanderer says, I feel bad for CD Projekt Red. Do you though? Do you really? Did they not make their own bed here? Like I, uh, I don't know. I don't know if they're the victim. Um, why don't we jump right into our first topic of the week, which is of course, Nvidia apologizing, yeah. sort of. Now, when I say sort of, I don't mean that they sort of apologized to Hardware Unboxed. In fact, the apology to Hardware Unboxed was uh, pretty pretty good sounding to me. Uh, he went ahead and published it. I can't remember where, but I think it's in my Twitter DMs, so I'm just going to read it out from there. Da-da-da. Uh, oh, man, we got so much Twitter DM going on here. Oh, there's a big history. Luke, if you can find it sooner. Ah, here it is. Um, all right, this is great. Great message from him. Yeah, this reads like BDR actually wrote it. Hi, Steve. I wanted to reach out again and apologize for my previous email. It was not well-worded and maybe impacted by a bit of lockdown fatigue. We absolutely respect the press and their editorial integrity. We welcome you and Hardware Unbox to NDA press briefings, access to press material, early press drivers, and access to our partner slash AIC boards, as well as Founders Edition boards. Let me know if you have any questions. Brian Del Rizzo. And you know what? That does read a lot more to me yeah. like it was actually written by BDR, which the other one, to be clear, so many people have raised their pitchforks calling for Brian Del Rizzo's head. Guys, here's the thing. Brian Del Rizzo works for NVIDIA. Um... An email like that never goes out without prior approval from someone. Uh, I mean, he he's going to usually be that someone. He would usually be that someone, which is why the fact that it was signed by him means someone else looked at it. There is always another set of eyes on a communication like that. And the fact that it doesn't sound like it was written by him at all means that... <clears throat> Clearly, this was this was a this must have been a whole mess of a thing over there, and 
on the subject of messes of a thing, it was pretty clear why NVIDIA immediately walked it back. But the question yeah. that I have, Luke, for you, mm. is okay. do you feel like they issued their apology the next day? Like it happened literally the day after the WAN show. It was on Saturday that they that they issued the first apology. Then they sent out another message. It was either the day after or on Monday or something like that. Do you think NVIDIA apologized because they're sorry or because they're sorry they got caught? That's what I want to know. I don't know. I, one of the issues with entities that big is I know they become personified and that's like literally a, a thing beyond just perception. Like that's a way that things work. But um, it is so many different moving parts. And like having worked with them before, I would definitely say that some people there were probably sorry and that some people there were probably sorry that they got caught. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily know which one the overall is. I'm not sure if, um, I don't see, this doesn't necessarily look like the exact same one I'm seeing, but the, the one you're reading, did it end with thanks comma BDR? Uh, this one says, um, no, just Brian Del Rizzo. Yeah. Okay. So here, one second. I just want to send you this. Sure. <clears throat> and checking chat. Okay. So this is a different one. Uh, Brian Del Rizzo has reached out a second time. So this was posted on Twitter by Hardware Unboxed. Okay. Uh, some people are asking for a little bit of context for this. They apparently missed the WAN show last week. Uh, NVIDIA reached out to Hardware Unboxed, a uh, tech YouTuber, and basically said, if you guys don't get in line with how we feel about ray tracing being the future of gaming, and if you guys don't put more emphasis on ray tracing performance in your reviews, we are not going to continue to seed you Founders Edition cards, which is a lot bigger of a deal than it sounds like, because not getting seeded Founders Edition cards basically means you can't do launch day content. Um, you know, and then the end of it was really the worst, I don't know what the, the worst part. It was one of the worst parts for sure. The end of it was, should your Isn't editorial, <laughs> yeah, should your editorial direction change? We'd be happy to revisit this or something along those lines. It was brutal. Um, so we took issue with that because it was an attack on not just hardware unboxed, uh, editorial freedom to review the product as they see fit, but also a shot across the bow of pretty much anyone who covers tech and who is at the mercy of NVIDIA to cut them off and harm their business. And so we took issue with that. Uh, we called out, we called it out and they walked it back basically immediately. So the first email was the one I'm about to read now. Hi, Steve. Thanks for your note. I just wanted to say again how sorry I am for my original email. I overstepped my bounds, and it's as simple as that. I love seeing all the ways reviewers test and report on our products, and I value your contributions. Suggesting that I would withhold samples because I didn't agree with your commentary is simply inexcusable and crossed the line. So that's the thing. It didn't suggest. It was. It didn't it, suggest. It, it was, was a statement. Very clear. Yeah. I failed myself, my colleagues, and the amazing community of reviewers I consider my friends. You all work so hard in service of the gaming industry we love. You deserved better from me. I hope you will forgive my mistake and give me the opportunity to be of service to you in the future. It would be great if you can share this with your fans so they know how I feel. Um, that was the first retraction. 
So you haven't, so you basically are saying some people at NVIDIA are sorry and some are sorry they got caught. Is that, is that the vibe? I think so. Because you got to remember, it's not like this is the first time NVIDIA has ever behaved in an anti-partner or anti-consumer manner. It's, yeah, I just I just think with with a company that size, I think it's hard. Like if if you tried to if if you said like okay, you know what I am I am globally per personifying this. Um, everyone is upset about the banner being over our chins. Apparently, are we both too low in frame? There, I fixed it. Okay. Go ahead. Um, I just. Yeah, I don't know. If we're deciding, like, no, we have to decide a general attitude for the company as a whole. I would, I mean, especially after reading that, it feels that they're sorry they got caught. I, suggesting that I would, yeah, no, BS. And then it would be great if you could share this with your fans. Please, I don't want the heat on me anymore. Yeah, it feels like they're sorry they got caught. Um, I, I, but I am also certain that there are people there that are sorry in general. That's all I'm saying. I'm sure. I don't know well, how I mean, many. I know for but... a fact. I, I can't get anyone on the record about any of this, which is very frustrating. But I know for a fact there are people at NVIDIA that were just like, I don't even have any marketing like training. And I read that email and I was immediately like, how was this going to be anything but a disaster? A com like a raging ball of fire coming down upon us. What, like, what could they possibly have been thinking? One of the interesting things that stood out to me, and I'm probably chasing a nothing burger, but the original email was signed off so form formally. Yeah. And it had his full name. And then I think it had the like in quotes BDR thing. Yeah. This one's just BDR. Yeah, well, I've I've seen Brian sign emails lots of different ways, so it's I don't okay. know, it's tough, it's tough to draw a conclusion there. Like, if we want to get into like you know forensic typing well, word I'm, I'm use analysis, like it, it feels like maybe either like maybe one of them is sent because your your email is probably going to auto signature. So like one of them is sent from like a team account, one of them is sent from sure. his own. I don't know, yeah. I have no idea. It's just I just it feels so weird to me that it's it's being handled this way at all so i'm trying to like pick it apart and be like who the heck is even involved because it's hard to tell uh patrick h says y'all need to realize this wasn't bdr's decision to make he had to write the hard email and is the messenger he definitely could have felt bad writing the email in the first place that's happened before for sure yeah but i just don't believe that's how it went down um i to be clear i don't believe that like i i, I don't know i honestly I've been trying to get someone from NVIDIA, including BDR, to talk to me about this. And pretty much the answer has been, um, we sent an email to Steve. It's water under the bridge. That's all I have to say about that. And my response to that is a couple of things. Um, number yeah. one is, okay, you've addressed that you did the wrong thing but you haven't explained how that ever could have possibly happened in the first place. And without a post-mortem on this, honestly, the apology rings kind of hollow for me. And number two is you apologized to Steve, but Steve wasn't the only member of the media that was outraged that you or someone respected us so little. And while while technically you you only like punched out at, at one thing the community feels the hit like it's it's if you're if you're a, a lord over some lands and you go 
roll into someone's place and take a bunch of their stuff, everyone's going to be freaked out and you need to address everybody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Hans von Twitchy says the first email was full of PR speak. They expected it to leak. They didn't expect the magnitude of backlash. They did want to strong arm the community, just didn't expect the community to fight back. Um, that's that's my read on it right now. I just still don't know what the forces at play within NVIDIA are. And this is something that it would be very easy for me to drop if I could get someone over there to just talk to me and say, look, this is what happened. Um, I'm not going to go on the record. You cannot talk about this. I would accept that. Um, but, you know, the person who is boneheaded enough to have thought that that was a good idea you know they're not gonna they're not gonna interact with the media anymore, um, and or they're too senior. Um, you know there's ultimately nothing we can do about it, but that's how it went down. You know whatever whatever it is, because the explanation here is guys don't pick up your pitchforks and go after BDR. I don't actually think, and it was my initial reaction, my midterm reaction, and even now that I've done more digging, talked to some NVIDIA partners, it is still my reaction that that did not sound like something he would write. It sounds like something that for whatever reason he had to sign, and it doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Um, so, so they apologized... Two hardware unboxed. They have not actually addressed the cause of the behavior. Uh, they haven't addressed how they're going to avoid the behavior in the future. So to me, this is a little like, um, you know, a parent uh, hitting one of their kids, coming back and saying, hey, I'm sorry, uh, here's some ice cream and an Xbox. And uh, all the other kids are like, yo, what the was that? And they're like, see you later. <laughs> um, you know, there's no like, hey, I was drinking and I'm not going to drink anymore. There's no, uh, yeah, you no, know what? I'm sorry you guys, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry you guys had to see that. It's just, um, yep. Uh, okay. Bye-bye. We're not the same company that brought you GeForce Partner Program. Um, we're, we're not the same company that literally told 3DFX employees to, burn the drivers instead of releasing like updated drivers for 3dfx cards no no we're not that company we really we've learned you know we're cool now we're good we're nice um you know don't worry about that i i, I don't know i just uh it kind of if i if i have to guess and you know maybe every time i talk about this i am i am poisoning the well even further uh with respect to my chances of ever having a, a good relationship with nvidia again um, but the only conclusion that I can really draw here is that the toxicity goes up very, very high. Yeah. That's, that's the only real conclusion I can draw. Like the fact that these things happen, NVIDIA treats partners with contempt and nothing ever changes, um, means that it's just the attitude there. And I know there are exceptions. I know for a fact there are exceptions. But maybe this is the kind of thing that, like, at this point, I've got nothing left to lose, and it just requires a dedicated video about it. Just like, look, these are all the things that you talk to literally any NVIDIA partner about, and they can talk your ear off 
about the kind of bullshit that NVIDIA puts them through, but they're in no position to speak out because either it's above their pay grade um, or B, they would be they would be fired or they would negatively impact their company. You should go like full, you should get like an outside, not related to the tech industry, investigative journalist and just like have them host the video and everything. Hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, Meat says Nvidia screwed AIB's hard this gen. Yeah, I mean that's yet another. Just like I don't even know what the point is. Like who benefits? I, I don't think anybody benefited from Nvidia giving themselves such a leg up in terms of board design for the RTX 3 series. Like why? It doesn't benefit consumers because the vast majority of consumers are going to be buying AIB cards, not NVIDIA Founders Edition cards. It doesn't benefit NVIDIA because it ends up creating negative PR when there's like launch boards failing. It doesn't benefit their AIBs because they have to either recall or fix boards on their way out to consumers uh, or they have to, you know, pay a bunch of overtime and, you know, go into crunch mode for no reason whatsoever in order to get a good quality product out there in time for launch. Like it doesn't benefit consumers. Did I already say that? Because they get, they have a chance to get broken products for no reason. Like what is the point? Why? Why? Why are you doing this? Why don't you just be cool? You know? Why don't you just be cool, chill man. out a little bit? I don't get it. <sighs> I don't know. Anyway, why don't we just move on to our next topic? Because at this point, I don't think they're ever going to address it. And I don't think that there's they anything I can don't. do to change them. Yeah, they've, they've been in this situation a number of times and they just never say anything about it. Yeah. Or if they they're, do say something, of... it's like, sorry. We're not going to fundamentally yeah. change anything about our attitude, but yeah, we're definitely sorry. Yeah, it's um, but they're kind of they're kind of too big to fail in that way too. They have so much momentum; people are just going to keep buying their stuff. Oh, of course, they and are. they have so much momentum in the enterprise space as well, which tends to have a lot less um, reaction to these types of things. Yeah, well, you, consumers uh, don't ever even end up hearing about it. Yeah, so. So why don't we jump right into uh, the Devotion GOG China thing? Do you want to run us through what went down here? Sure. Yeah. CD Projekt Red. Um, I, I think oh, if you should, should back, we actually hold on, should we do this out of order? Can you just recap your uh, Cyberpunk 2077 review first <laughs> for me? Dude, I told you. I, I okay. So I played for like two hours, and yeah. it was just it was just horrible. I don't remember the exact amount of time I played for, but it wasn't very long, and and. Honestly, probably about half an hour in, it was just like morbid curiosity of like, is this really this bad? Um, they, they I, I don't know. My, my, the, the thing that I went over was they took this incredibly, uh, sorry, I just keep getting absolutely spammed. One second. Okay, I'm back. Um, it, it's, it, there's there's so much life in it in terms of what it looks like yeah uh, the city is beautiful uh, but it is completely completely lifeless there's there's nothing to it the ai all see it feels fake the conversations feel bad the story is not very engaging there's like it's just 
It, and it feels it feels quite a bit when something is this hyped up, even if it was entirely hyped up by the community and not the company, which is not the case. But even even if that was it, you feel kind of lied to in these scenarios. Um, so, so the the which, biggest the biggest own was probably Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven being removed from the PlayStation Store this week. Uh, do you want to run through yeah. this or? Yeah, so Sony announced late Thursday that it would offer full refunds to people who purchased Cyberpunk 2077. And that is uh, kind of sort of what I was alluding to previously, the feels like you were lied to thing. Yeah. Uh, because you see all this footage from the game and then the footage from the uh, the like original PS4 and original Xbox versions is, <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's like actually hilarious. <laughs> it doesn't even remotely look like the same game. I don't know if you can find any of it, Linus. Um, but it, it it looks like a literally completely different game. Like it's uh, the fact that they were okay with selling that to anyone at any level is hilarious. Um, one really really funny thing that I saw was people pointed out that there's a like collector's edition of the console and it barely runs on the like Cyberpunk 2077 collector's edition version of the console and it barely runs on <laughs> so that was pretty great um but yeah cyberpunk went or cd project red went from like the absolute darling of the industry like uh, yeah. something that i found interesting for a long time was they would do these posts um which is it was something along the lines of like buy buy the witcher or buy cyberpunk on gog and cd project red gets 100 percent of the proceeds like because you're you're like funding this tiny indie company is what it feels like but yeah it's not but they're actually, actually a, a goliath um, yeah they're massive and and there's all this stuff coming out about like these these like insane crunch times um but then the game looks horrible on old hardware yeah and it's just not really winning in the reviews department i haven't even looked this up since last show but I'm going to look it up right now. It okay, is a so the user score has increased a little bit. The Metacritic score, or the, the reviewer meta score has gone down to 87 um, out of 100. The user score has gone up to 7.1 out of 10. Sony um, making the move to allow, to, to basically pull it from the store. Though I, I, I don't think, that has this been done before? Just based on people feeling so baited by a game, because it's not like it's not like mm. Sony has pulled a game for being bad, and that's not oh, really yeah, what they're there's, doing there's here. Other yeah, like yeah. it's not it's not that bad. It's just not yeah, what people expected. But especially visually and and like actual gameplay style, like there's there's examples of assets not loading in. So you can just like walk through them. Right. Because the asset hasn't actually loaded yet. And then you're like glitched in a wall and like, or something else is going on. Like, it's just, it's, it's basically broken on the old consoles. Um, <sighs> so yeah, I don't know. Microsoft is also offering refunds to the game, but has not taken it off the store yet. Um, CD Projekt Red has posted a few updates apologizing for their situation. Um, yeah. The refund from the PlayStation Store is not automatic. You do need to request it. And I've heard there are some issues with that process. Although I think that happens almost any time a massive, massive amount of people request refunds. 
is the the process of getting that refund comes a little bit clogged. Um, yeah. I haven't heard anyone crying actual foul play there yet, just that it gets a little clogged. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. The game won't be removed from your library if you choose to keep it, which is interesting as well. Sorry. Um, but yeah, I don't think there's a ton else to say there. It was it was ripped. Apparently, Digital Foundry, I haven't seen this actually, but it's probably fantastic. Digital Foundry has a video um, talking about all of its issues on last gen and like, yeah, it looks so rough. Even just like having skimmed through the, yeah, 810p, 1440 by 810 dynamic resolution. Like, ugh. Yeah, and it's not running yeah. at great frame rates. Like there's... Oh. There's some parts of the game that they said were basically unplayable on last gen consoles just because they were so um they were there was so much motion and the animations were so stuttery that you just kind of couldn't complete the objective which is pretty which is pretty tough and sort of raises the question like a you know did CD Project Red ever like try to play through this try. game and b <laughs> if they didn't then why did they seem like they went out of their way to not show the community any footage of the game running on those consoles like it's one of those things where i kind of look at it and i go you know yeah i understand you want to sell as many copies of the game as possible and you also want to be inclusive to as many people as possible who want to play it not everybody can afford a playstation 5 or an xbox series and even if they could not everybody can even get their hands on it right now so yeah you want when you launch your game you want to you want people to be able to to play it but maybe this is one of those situations where it should have just been a next gen exclusive slash pc title that simple you know <sighs> i think even and like maybe i'm wrong here but i think even releasing a thing and like putting a warning on the store when you buy it um, like if you try to buy it and you're on one of those old consoles, having a yeah. warning that you have to say yes to saying like, this is going to run poorly. When you buy this, you're getting it on both consoles. You should really play it on the new console, but you do have access to it on this one. I think that would have alleviated some frustrations. And then uh, CD Projekt Red went and made their PR troubles worse. Let's talk about Devotion. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Devotion uh is is like a, a horror game as far as i know uh, that had some controversial things in it um it, it has it contains unflattering references to chinese president did it did in yeah. the initial release on steam it did and uh, some of the backstory there is that this is a taiwanese developer um and it's not just like the ccp it's not just the chinese communist party that gets upset about um the whole taiwan is it part of china is it not part of china question um there's actually a lot of just people who live in china who do not see it from the taiwanese perspective as one way of putting it so there's yeah. a lot of sensitivity around that topic so a taiwanese developer having like you know winnie the pooh uh memes about you know China's uh, direct political statements for sure. Like they were trying to aggravate. Um, now, with that or not, it's just it's that's true. 
the developer did say after the release that, uh, you know, those were placeholder assets and were never meant to be seen in the final release, but uh, it wasn't enough to stem the backlash. So way back in spring 2019, it was pulled from Steam in all territories for Red Candle, the developer, to perform unspecified fixes, but then it just, like, never returned. So now let's fast forward to today. What just happened? Uh, GOG pulled it off their platform. Uh, Red Candle released a, or where's GOG's statement? One sec. GOG announced on Twitter that after receiving many messages from gamers, they decided to not list their game in their store. Red Candle also put out a statement saying that though regretful, we are willing to understand and respect GOG's decisions and for, and Okay, so there's a different statement. For the players looking forward to Devotion's re-release, please accept our most sincere apology. This is a difficult predicament to overcome, but we won't stop striving. So uh, Red Candle Games had tweeted earlier this week that the game would come out on GOG on December 18th, and the store link has since been pulled. It's gone. So there's speculation in the community, and by speculation, I mean um, people are basically pretty sure what's going on here yeah. that this had nothing to do with gamers reaching out to cd project red being upset that they were going to have the game on their store and it seems like if you go on a platform like twitter that gamers are pretty much unanimous in their belief that cd project red who owns gog for those who don't know i don't think we ever actually clarified that that cd project red is just kowtowing to the chinese government and is refusing to have anything controversial on their platform in order to keep from running afoul of the CCP. However, it's important to note that Twitter is banned in China. So I was just going to say, yeah, that, that's not it, the the gamer thing could actually be true. Uh, it, like, but it might not be a demographic that you're going to see on on Twitter. Exactly. So it might be something where you just don't have exposure to the gamers who are upset about this. It could be Chinese gamers. Now, that's not to say that you shouldn't still be outraged at everyone, whether it's CD Projekt Red or Valve or Epic Games or anyone for not allowing this game on their store, because at the end of the day, um, there's a couple of questions here, right? Like there's... Uh, there's what do gamers think of it? And then there's just, you know, what's more important, um, being free to criticize the government or not being free to criticize the government. Um, and yes, these are private platforms there. It's not in a private space. And if you want to talk about like American First Amendment rights to to free speech, they only really apply to public forums, uh, public areas of discussion um, and and being critical of the government. It doesn't apply in private places and it doesn't apply to criticizing private businesses, but it's still supposed to be a guiding principle. And it's something that people are still understandably extremely upset with CD Projekt Red for yeah. not standing up for. Even if it was actual customers who were angry that they were allowing this type of political speech, which isn't even apparently in the game anymore. They're just, they don't want to hear from this developer ever again because they yeah. had the audacity to say something negative about the Chinese government. 
Um, there I, are still um, there. There are still games from from Red Candle Games available on Steam. I'm not 100 certain about GOG. I could check. Um, so, like as a developer, they haven't been entirely axed yet. Um, but this game in particular is not being allowed to see light. It's fascinating to me to have so much, um, so much sort of nationalistic pride that the mere fact that a game criticizes, you know, the leader of my country makes me like enraged. Like, uh, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe this is just like a Canadian thing. Like I, I don't have like any kind of personal, if someone's like, yeah, Justin Trudeau, he's, he's dumb or bad. I'm like, okay. I'm like, okay. That's all right. That's <laughs> your, that's your opinion. Um, that, you know, I, that could be like, yeah, it it's a very different. Depending on the context, I might even agree yeah. with you. Uh, <laughs> depends what we're talking about. Uh, that's been that's been widely accepted here for a long time. Um, like there there were there were games I remember on like addictinggames.com. Yeah, that like were making fun of American presidents. Um, and it's like, yeah, so so what? And just, and just no one no one cared at all. Uh, but it, so it's strongly different mentality. Um, it's hard to speak for a place that we've spent extremely little time in and, and know not enough about. Sorry. See, people seem to be seem people seem to be under the impression that I am somehow siding with the CCP right now. It, it, what? What? Sometimes I just I I look at the comments on this show and I go, what? What alternate YouTube window did you have open while you were commenting on my video? You know, is there anything that I've said that sounds anything like CD Projekt Red was right to pull this game? All I was saying is that there's there there could be legitimacy around it being users that are pointing it out. Yes. Uh, that it's just it's it's probably users from a very specific area users from a very specific area that have very limited access to alternate views um access only to censored media um and so you know i i get it or not i get it i i see it i just i have a very difficult time putting me in that putting myself in that kind of headspace yeah to yeah. to think that you know somehow uh an attack on you know the leader's appearance of my country is like this like personal attack on me as a person uh i i don't understand it it's bizarre to me i i've always kind of had the view of like if if it's a very respectful leader they shouldn't care about something that petty and un unimportant anyways um hans von twitchy says usa and canada are used to low quality political leaders china singapore etc are proud of their high quality very capable genuinely helping the country leaders it's okay though at the end it's in parentheses that's their mindset um you know so is north korea that doesn't make it right and that doesn't make it accurate it just, it's something. Um, right. yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, it's, we could do, we could do a weird poll. It's a bad, it's a bad look. It's a bad look for CD project red. And while I recognize that the feedback may have actually been from gamers, um, 
I think some things are a bigger deal than what some gamers within a given demographic thinks. Should we see what the community thinks? Uh, we can. Uh, I don't think it's going to be any kind of surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't even... Uh, yeah, I don't even I don't even think there's any point. I think it's going to be 99% CD Projekt Red did the wrong thing and 1% uh, people using a firewall right now. Okay, I got a better one. Yeah. We should ask the community what they, what they think about CD Projekt Red now. Or we can even maybe include a change. Like... Did you dislike them before and you dislike them now? Did you dislike them before and you like them now? Did you like them before, but you dislike them now? Did you like them before and do you still like them now? I, I don't even I don't even understand the point of this poll. Like uh okay, there. Here's your here's your poll that you insist on have having. Okay, your opinion of CD Projekt Red has improved or gotten worse. All right, are you happy? Create poll. I, I just think it's interesting, like like with the with the release of Cyberpunk and with these changes and stuff. Like, has your has your mind share of CD Projekt Red changed? That's I don't think it's interesting at all. I think it's obvious. But okay. there you go. All right, I spammed it in the YouTube chat. No, no, you know what, Luke? No, you you can have your poll. You can have your poll. I'm putting it in the float plane chat right now. I'm hitting Twitch with it. There you go. There's your poll, Luke. There's your poll. If it's unchanged, just don't answer the poll. All right? There you go. Here's your results. Uh, display capture. Your opinion of CD Projekt Red has... Okay, yeah. Basically gotten worse. And a big surprise to nobody. All right. Moving unchanged on. the only other answer I saw coming up there. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. It's okay. Microsoft is allegedly working on ARM processors. Pretty big news, right? Yeah. Uh, this is also not in the doc, but I just thought it was really interesting. Now, this is supposed to be happening, apparently, uh, is rumored to be happening. Um, Bloomberg reported, is it a rumor or is it real? I'm not sure if we know. They say it's happening is using ARM-limited designs to produce the process that will be used in its data centers. Yeah, okay. So it is apparently... Ah, see, they say this is happening, but I don't know that this is actually uh, confirmed. You guys will have to let me know. I don't actually have any notes because this was something I wanted to add solely because I wanted to uh, make the joke that we're going to have to change it to micro-hard if they actually make their own processors. Uh, instead of right. Microsoft yeah. and yeah, my, micro hard, you know, it's going to be, uh, it's exciting. You know what I mean? It's exciting yeah. for Microsoft, micro hard, excuse me, to, uh, to take on Apple directly this way. So the more solid reporting is that they're working on this for the data center. So this would be like a competitor for Amazon's Graviton processors. And then the more, um, wishy-washy report is that these could in the future, end up in a direct competitor to the MacBook Air uh, in the form of something like a, a Surface product where Microsoft is trying to, to, to take on Apple head-to-head -head with a deeper level of integration between the software and the hardware. Would be like Microfirm, you know? <laughs> soft, it's soft and hard. It does say here the, the, chip, the, the company's chip design unit responds to Jason Zander head of the Azure cloud business. So yeah, that would make sense. It would be a lot more uh, like data center server focused. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. 
Uh, also excite about uh, remembering to do sponsor spots right now before I just unexpectedly, randomly, uh, suddenly have to duck out at about 6.30 because I have that badminton match. So the show is brought to you today by Jump Cloud. JumpCloud offers a cloud directory platform that gives users a single identity for their email, apps, networks, and even their work device, whether it's Mac, Windows, or Linux. JumpCloud gives IT admins a single pane of glass to configure and secure those devices, set policies for MFA, full disk encryption, screensaver, and more. And with JumpCloud, remote onboarding and offboarding goes from hours to under five minutes. JumpCloud puts zero trust security within reach for organizations of any size, and reimagines the relationship between the user identity, their work device, and their access to resources. Access can be securely granted based on a trusted identity, trusted device, and trusted network. So if you're looking for a directory that supports heterogeneous OSs, or you just need SSO, MDM, LDAP, MFA, or all of the above, JumpCloud will make your job easier. Try it out for yourself at jumpcloud.com. The show is also brought to you by, well, that's the wrong thing. Ta-da! Ridge Wallet! Stop carrying around pointless items in your pocket, like receipts, old hotel room keys, or spent gift cards. With Ridge Wallet, you can carry less! That's right, that's a selling point. They've got two metal plates that are bound by a strong elastic band to keep your cards tightly together but still accessible, and the plates are RFID blocking. They've got a lifetime guarantee, and they're available in aluminum, carbon fiber, and titanium. They also don't just sell wallets. They've got battery banks, bags, smartphone covers, and more. So use offer code Linus to save 10% at ridgewallet.com slash Linus. So you want to go to ridge.com slash Linus. We're going to have it linked below. Finally, the show is brought to you by Seasonic. You know what? Merry Christmas from Seasonic. No, just kidding. I have actual talking points today. Uh, they, <laughs> they have, uh, what, what? Wow, dang it. What product is this, you guys? Ah, Prime 850 Watt Titanium. Uh, we've got an Amazon link down below. You can learn more at seasonic.com, but it's 80 plus titanium efficiency. It's got super, super quiet operation with its fluid dynamic bearing fan. They've got their premium hybrid fan control, which actually keeps the fan off when it's not heavily loaded. Micro tolerance load regulation, 12 year warranty. And of course, you can learn more at seasonic.com or check it out at amazon.com. We're going to have that linked below. All right, there were a couple of other things we said we were going to talk about on the show. Uh, do we want to go through the SolarWinds Orion software hacked? I don't think we technically uh, announced that in our four topics, but we can. Oh, no, we don't have to do that then. What did we talk about for our Google headline? Google Sutra Antitrust was All right, one sure. of them. Yeah, what else is new? Hit me. Um, Ten state attorney generals have accused uh, Google of illegally abusing its monopoly over uh, essentially ad delivery online. A lot of their points are based around uh, the fact that Google essentially owns like the whole pipeline, like the whole ad buying process is owned by Google, that they've been buying up companies in the space, uh, doing a lot of anti-competitive things. Uh, in October, the Justice Department and 11 states said Google had illegally maintained a monopoly over online search engines and the ads that appear in users' results. And last week, the FTC and 40-plus states accused Facebook of illegally crushing competition by acquiring younger rivals, which has like been their entire business model for a while, yep. um, and argued that the company should be broken up. In 2007, this was actually huge. Google bought DoubleClick, which offered advertising technology and acted as a marketplace in a deal that has since been criticized as central to Google's dominance. Abso-freaking-lutely. Yep. Um, 
Google now controls software at every stop of the ad sales process, which is which is what I was talking about yeah. earlier. Um, it's 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 interesting. This is something I believe we've talked about on Wan Show quite a few times, which is that like America hasn't really been using their antitrust laws in yeah. ways that they used to in the past or in ways that seem to be the way that they should be using them. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see America kind of flexing those laws again. Um, but yeah. Um, interesting. Google claims it competes with a vast array of rivals. So I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. I mean, honestly, I would love to see more antitrust. Uh, honestly, the entire fang, is that how you pronounce it? Facebook, Apple, uh, Amazon, Netflix, and Google. I, yeah. I'd like to see all of them held to a higher standard than they have been over the last, I'd say, 10 to 15 years. We'll see how it goes, though. Well, I mean, I, the, the fang thing is, is definitely interesting to bring up it's i i think people mostly like that acronym because it sounds cool and i use it too because it is it cool. cool uh Dang. but it like leaves some things out that should probably be there and it includes like netflix which while they're awesome and gigantic they i don't think they necessarily represent the same types of actions as some of the other companies in there um but that's fair yeah it's, that's that's it's pretty cool. fair. If anything, Netflix is a less advantaged player in their space. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure if they were more advantaged, they would be doing the same things. Um, the 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 two companies, also known as Google and Facebook, accounted for 54 percent of U.S. digital advertising in 2019. Dang. With Google's share at 31 percent and Facebook's share at 23 percent. That is massive freaking crazy we'll see if facebook loses some of that share though apple is rolling out that update to ios 14 that is going to make it much harder for facebook to track users on ios devices and basically the two are kind of sparring right now with facebook saying this is a bad thing this is going to affect and this is going to affect advertisers ability to get better better cpms and more relevant ads to your face holes and apple says well people are more than welcome to have the most relevant ads to their face holes they just have to opt into it now so yeah i'm with apple yeah. on this one personally i mean yeah it's also great for me because all of our digital advertising is around you know uh, building an audience that we kind of know what you guys are into and then talking to you directly about that stuff instead of doing it in like a scummy, you know, listening to your microphone on your phone way. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I love it. If we could have a return to people just watching the content that they watch and getting served, you know, ads or, or sponsors or whatever that's relevant to that, it seems like a good step backwards to me. And I think that's pretty much it. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, LTTstore.com. We've actually got nothing to really call out this week other than to say thank you guys very much for your support. We sold through almost all 17,000 mouse pads that we ordered. I thought 17,000 mouse pads was a lot. I thought it was crazy. There's only a couple of sizes left. So if you guys want to get one, they're there, but not for long. Um, we have more coming, but probably not until late february to mid-march 
sometime in that time frame. The good news, though, is that stealth hoodies, stealth hoodies, stealth hoodies are restocked. Water bottles are restocked in all colors, and we have a bunch of graphic tees back in stock. We've still got lots of toques. Uh, we've still got lots of CPU pillows and tons of board books. I wish we had user reviews for the board books because uh, all of the feedback I've seen about it so far has been incredible. I just wish there was another place where I could just go sit and get my ego boost from reading people's comments on the board book. I've even had people sending me pictures, uh, like tagging me on Twitter with like them reading it to their baby and stuff. As just as someone for whom child literacy is such a big deal, it's just heartwarming for me to see people just it doesn't matter what it's about like that's the biggest lesson when it comes to when it comes to child literacy it doesn't matter what your kids reading just make sure they're reading if it's like a, a pokemon uh uh what, what's that stupid pokemon book that uh our eldest used to just sit and read for hours on end I don't, I don't remember. It was like basically like a creaturepedia of like Pokemon. It's like, it's, it's not, it's not, this is not intellectual reading material by any stretch of the imagination. But for me, it was just exciting to see him with his nose buried in a book for hours on end because that's the building block. That's foundational. Yeah, so, they can go somewhere from there pretty easily. At least they're learning the process of reading and whatnot. Exactly, exactly. So it's really exciting to me. Honestly, I've had people both internally and externally ask me, you know, like, when's the when's the ABCs of computers? You know, like, because we already did ABCs of gaming. And I'm kind of looking for a new challenge. I wouldn't mind doing something that's more like story driven, but I haven't, I haven't really, I haven't really decided yet. So like I'll... a choose your own adventure game. Like choose your own adventure book. Sorry. No, not like that. Um, something more like, uh, like with actual characters and you know, like the computer family or something, gamer family. I don't like, I, I don't know what it would be, but where it has, it has you know, life lessons, but sort of more related to gaming and technology um you know how like you know bernstein bears will have like a, a fun like it tells a story but there's there's always like a lesson you know like be don't don't judge people based on their appearances so you can even have a lesson that's just like don't pre-order things <laughs> obviously you'd want to frame it more no i'm serious though you'd want to frame no, it yeah. yeah you'd want to frame it more in like a like a kid sort of friendly way like, um, you know, you could have a lesson about you could have a lesson about like loot boxes as well. So they could go and they could learn that if they waste all their allowance money on this, they're going to end up disappointed when what they could have done is they could have just bought something that made them that they knew was going to make them happy in the first place instead of gambling. Like so having like anti gambling messaging, um, just like sort of that's, pro consumer that's like a story about jealousy, too, because like if they got too jealous and wanted to buy some cosmetic box in a game, they don't even get the thing that they wanted. And then they can't play with their friends because their friends are all playing this other game, but they can't afford to buy it. Or exactly. Something. Exactly. That's cool. Yeah. So that'd be pretty neat. Um, I've got like two super, I've got time for like two super chats. Um, Ilya, you sent like three of them. So I'll, I'll respond to one of yours. Uh, yes. We're going to include the THX pandas in the review of the air, in the review of the AirPods max. Yes. Um, Philip, um, paying for some shirts that got refunded before they arrived. Go LTT store. Oh, okay. Thanks, Philip. Uh, maybe we thought it was lost in shipping or something like that. Uh, thanks for thanks for sending that over. 
Um, uh, 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 Melody says, DualShock has been doing reliable low latency Bluetooth since 2006. Mm, define low latency. Like, it's, I guarantee you it's not like sub one millisecond latency. So if you want to talk about like Bluetooth audio and performance being, you know, not low latency enough, yeah, it's a different, that's a different game. Uh, thanks, Christian Isaac. Uh, thanks, Andy Boy Pabble. Gamers Nexus apparently sent uh, sent some people over to the stream. That's cool. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you guys very much for tuning in to The WAN Show. We will see you again next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Bye. And... Oh, right. I got to click this button. Okay, hold on a second. Claptrap. The bear stain bears teaching kids how the Mandela effect works. Okay, it's Brenstain. It's S-T-A-I-N. I thought it was Bernstein for years, but that is actually not how it's spelled. I know nobody says it like that, but it I, that, I don't make the rules. All right, see you later. I wonder where it started. It just looks like that. I don't know. Oh, sorry, Floatplane. Uh, yeah, there is one, actually. Oh. We did hear back from the Dell Insider. They said they can provide all the proof that I asked for. I actually emailed them back today. I've been a little slow on my emails lately, but I emailed them back today asking for all of that and uh, invited them to join the show at some point in the future if they oh. if everything checks out. Cool. Yeah, I am, uh, based on their allegations, uh, whew. Not a good look for Dell. Are they wanting the anon anonymity? Would you have to like voice change them or something? I don't know how to handle it because yes, they uh, do. They are requesting anonymity. So we'll see how that works. It'd be cool to do like an old news network thing where you put like like a fake shadow in front of them or yeah, something yeah. and then like voice change them. That'd be cool. We'll see. We'll see.